Amen. Uh, well, thank you to Scott and, and thank you, uh, Chip. Um, thanks, uh, old Presbyterian family. I uh, bring you greetings from Durham, North Carolina, and yes, clear across the country. And uh, so glad that the Lord is just as much there with you all as He is here with me, and, and that He uh, He does wonderful and mighty things uh, in and through His people. I'm so, so glad to, to be able to, to worship in the word uh, this morning and have been praying for our time together for, for a while and so grateful uh, for this opportunity. So thank you for, for asking me. Um, we'll be in, in Matthew chapter 11 uh, this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, uh, somewhat of a familiar passage uh, for some. And I'd imagine uh, if you've been uh, in devotions for the last year and a half, you have probably come across uh, this passage at some point uh, as this has been an exhausting uh, season. Uh, I mean, this year for so many has been filled with so much devastation and strife uh, and let alone 2020. And I know for, for many of you, you're, you're here and tune in and you just feel worn out. Uh, in every direction, there has been some kind of strain on life and just weary. Uh, and as I've been praying for our time together, I just want to share some some thoughts of what I've been wrestling with uh, in this this season of, of weariness in a lot of different ways. And, and that's on the notion of rest. Uh, as I've seen struggle and strife in my life and the lives of people around me, the call I hear from God over and over again is a call back to, to rest. And that might seem like a foreign idea, uh, to someone here uh, right now, uh, you might be thinking, how can I possibly rest with all that's going on? And so I just want to share in God's word with us on this notion of rest uh, for the weary. Uh, so I'm going to read our passage this morning, pray for us, and, and dig in. Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse 28 through 30 says, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, what a great privilege it is to, to know you, to serve you. I want to thank you that you have called a people for your good pleasure into your kingdom. I thank you that I did not know my brothers and sisters before this moment, and yet we have been called together in fellowship into eternity. I thank you that we can fellowship over your word in this moment. Lord, give us a sense of what is to come as you make all things new. Lord, be in this moment. May uh, the seed of your word fall on good soil. And I ask that as I speak to the ear, you would speak to the heart and transform lives. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, and my Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. In 2007, Joshua Bell did a little experiment. Joshua Bell is a Grammy-winning, world-renowned violinist. And on a cold January morning, he went down to a metro station in Washington, D.C., uh, he pulled out his $3.5 million violin, and for 45 minutes, he began to play various pieces. Uh, over a thousand people passed by him while he was playing, and only seven stopped to listen. 
just a few days before this, he was headlining a theater in Boston where tickets were $100 each and he sold the place out. But here in this busy metro station, seven people stopped where he received a total of $32. The point of the experiment was to show that sometimes we can be so busy with life, trying to get from one thing to the next that we fail to pause and we miss the opportunity to be in the presence of beauty and greatness. And this is certainly the case, even more so with Jesus. Throughout the Gospels, what we see over and over again is Jesus being in the midst of people trying to live their life. And as he's working among them with miracles and teachings, they, they just keep missing the point. We see this in Matthew's Gospel in particular, as Jesus is ministering among the Jews, the, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh, the rejection and opposition is mounting. Matthew chapter 11 is a pivotal moment in the gospel because it is here we see, we see the opposition to Jesus, especially from religious leaders come to a head. And his response to the opposition and rejection is not resignation, but rather thankfulness. You see in verse 25 through verse 27 that Jesus is actually thankful to his father that he reveals to the little children, the helpless, and hides from the wise and understanding, uh, those who think themselves self-sufficient. So the precursor to our passage this morning is this beautiful unapologetic de declaration of the sovereign will of God over all people. And then in verse 28, Jesus turns his attention to those who verse 25 calls the little children, to those who know their vulnerability. And he calls out, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What image comes to mind when you think of rest? Maybe it's time spent on the beach or in the mountains. Maybe uh, the image that comes to mind is a long weekend and uh, you catch up on uh, maybe a latest Netflix show or you get a massage. Uh, I imagine all kinds of images come to mind when you think about how to rest. But for a first century Jew that was poor, oppressed, and in a farming culture, the conjured images would look quite different. Uh, they wouldn't have a savings account to splurge. They wouldn't be able to whimsically head up to the beach. Uh, yet they were called to rest. When the Lord calls his people to rest, he's not just telling them how to vacation, he's actually telling them how to engage life. Rest is about how to engage life rather than vacating it. And within this sweet invitation in verse 28 through 30, we see three directives on how to engage life. Uh, how do we rest? Jesus says, come, take, and learn. Verse 28, Jesus says, come to me. Who is he talking to? All who labor and are heavy laden, people who are weary. For those who labor, they are, uh, they're active in their pursuits and they're weary. Those who are heavy laden, they are passive, they are being burdened and they are weary. Jesus is saying, no matter the cause of the weariness, if you are weary, come and I will give you rest. You don't have to wrestle for it, I will give it to you. It reminds me of my daughter. Uh, my daughter's love language right now is popcorn. Uh, she loves her some white cheddar popcorn. 
It doesn't matter if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or snack time. She would eat popcorn all day, every day if we let her. It's gotten so bad that we had to put some regulations on the popcorn. My wife had the brilliant idea of getting those small uh, collection of bags. So instead of her seeing this big family bag and thinking that she can just keep eating, we give her one little bag. And then once that bag is done, no more popcorn. She's cut off. Um, but the problem is she's only three years old. Yeah. So she can't really open the, bo uh, the bag on her own yet. So she'll go into the pantry and get her bag of popcorn all excited. But then she's trying to open it instantly. Frustration is on her face. She starts yelling out, I can't do it. I can't do it. She's getting more upset. And so I call out to her, bring it to me. But she's so upset about the bag. She keeps repeating, I can't do it. I can't do it. Getting more and more frustrated. I just keep saying to her, bring it to me and I can help you. What I'm saying to her is, is stop toiling over what you know you can't handle and bring it to the one that can give you what you need. Jesus, he calls out to the weary, come to me. And we might be saying back to him, but I can't do it. But Jesus says, come to me. I, I can't handle my marriage, come to me. I can't handle my financial situation, come to me. I can't handle this anxiety or depression. Jesus says, come to me and let me give you what you need. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Second directive, Jesus says, take. Verse 29, he continues to unpack what it means to come to him. And he says to the weary, take my yoke upon you. And that might sound counterintuitive if you're tired. I mean, because the yoke is a labor tool placed on cattle for farming and pulling carts. It's a tool of work, it's a tool of burden. And he's offering this to those who are weary. How does that make sense? Jesus is not trying to, to pull a, a bait and switch here where he's piling more on, uh, on us on top of everything else. He's, he's not inviting the weary to just put something on. He, he's actually inviting them to switch something out. That this invitation to take his yoke might feel strange to you if you're of the mindset that freedom in life means no yokes, no burdens. That's often the critique of, of some of my non-believing friends. You know, some of my non-believing friends, I say, y'all Christians, y'all just have too many rules. I wanna live free. Uh, not realizing that the freedom that they're talking about is really just the yoke of self-sufficiency. I, I want to do my own thing, determine my own rules, my own definitions, and somehow that means I will be less burdened. And Jesus, he's not buying that. To the wise and understanding, you can choose to believe that, but to those that feel weary from the yoke of do-it-yourself, from the yoke of self-righteousness and self-dependence, Freedom is found in living under the yoke for which you were designed, his yoke. There is no rest in separation from God. I like how H.B. Charles puts it. He says, uh, is the tree really free when the fierce winds uproot it and deliver it from its bondage to the soil? Is the fish really free when the fisherman's hook catches its mouth and sets it free from its bondage to the water? 
is the train really free when it jumps the track and is derailed and set free from its bondage to the train tracks? Absolutely not. And no soul is free if it lives in rebellion against the God that created us. If you are honest about weariness, uh, rest is only found in submission to Christ. Take his yoke. And Jewish teachers would use this image of a yoke as a metaphor for coming under submission to the teachings of the law. And for a Jewish audience, this would be a provocative invitation as Jesus is saying, basically, I have a better yoke, uh, which, which leads to the third directive, learn. Jesus says, learn from me. And we might tend to think that uh, this is some kind of academic exchange. Uh, this is just read some lessons. But the New Testament was originally written in a language called Greek. And in Greek, that word for learn is the word for discipleship. And when a Jewish teacher offered an invitation for discipleship, it was not an invitation to just embrace content, but to embrace personhood. Years ago, I studied in Jerusalem, in Israel. And in the Jewish quarter, there was a rabbi named Moshe. He enjoyed talking to Christians about his faith. And, and Moshe explained that discipleship in Jewish tradition, uh, you didn't just learn the law, but you learned your teacher. Uh, students would spend their days modeling after the teacher, sitting in their house, watching how they ate meals. He said, if a teacher had a limp, students would even model their limp after them. Why? Because when a Jewish teacher tells a student to learn from him, he really means learn him. So Jesus is saying here, learn from me. But his invitation is don't just take my lessons, take my life. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Come, take, learn. This is how we experience rest. But Jesus also tells us why we should experience rest in this way. There are two fours in this passage. Did you see them? Scholars debate on the nature of these fours, but these fours are likely causal in nature. In other words, why is rest about coming, taking, and learning? Because, because I am gentle and lonely in heart and because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says, because I am gentle and lowly in heart, what he's getting at here is that he is accessible. You can reach him because he's gentle and lowly. To the weary soul that knows what it's like for relief to be constantly out of reach, Jesus says, you can reach me. I hear the echoes of Isaiah 42, 3. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench. A bruised reed can no longer play music, so you might as well break it, but Jesus won't do that. A burned wick can no longer light a candle. You might as well extinguish it and throw it away, but Jesus won't throw it away. He's gentle. He's lonely. That's his heart. When the world calls for a never-ending race to nowhere, Jesus says, you will get to me. As Colossians 1.17 says, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. 
Rest in Christ means we're confessing who really holds our lives together. So when I let go, I don't fall to pieces because he's the one holding me together. Not only that, he says, this is how you rest because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, he offers some provocative thoughts here. Uh, my yoke is easy. The Greek word for easy here is a word that could be translated kind. It's the same word used in Luke 6.35 when Jesus says, the most high is kind to the ungrateful. And also in Romans 2.4, when Paul says God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. My yoke is kind. What Jesus is doing here is not just distinguishing easy from hard, he's distinguishing easy from harsh. Resting Christ means he will not be harsh with you. Chasing after things in this world is harsh. That's why we're tired. Jesus says, I'll treat you better. My yoke is kind, easy. And then he says, my burden is light. How can that be? <laughs> Burdens by their very nature are heavy, especially to a weary soul, right? I mean, I, I can't take one more email. I can't handle another Zoom meeting. I, can, I can't handle one more news report. Everything feels so heavy when we're weary. But Jesus says, my burden is light. What's he talking about? Well, when, when farmers would, would yoke cattle together, they would be thoughtful about it because cattle were, cattle were usually uh, yoked with another cattle. So it'd be two of them uh, in the yoke. And farmers would not place a yoke on two weak cattle, nor would they place it on two strong cattle. Uh, for if it was two weak cattle, uh, they wouldn't be able to pull the plow. But if it was two strong cattle, uh, they would fight for control and keep trying to outpace each other and then they wouldn't really get anywhere. So farmers would take one strong cattle and one weak cattle and put them together in this yoke because they knew the strong cattle would carry most of the load for the two of them. When Jesus says, my burden is light, he's not trying to say that there isn't a burden that can weigh you down. He's saying whatever the burden is, he will do the heavy lifting for your weary soul. As the old hymn says, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one, no, not one. Jesus knows all about your struggle and he will guide until the day is done. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What a sweet invitation to those who are weary. But the question is, will you come? Will you come to receive this rest? Will you pause so that you can be in the presence of such beauty and greatness? St. Augustine tells us our hearts remain restless until we find our rest in God. So will you come and find rest for yourselves? Let's pray. So Lord, we do confess that our souls are restless. 
I confess, for some of us, we are weary. This has been a hard year in many ways. But Lord, we, we are thankful that you draw us in. You draw us into the true source of rest. Lord, would you do it again? You lift our eyes to you so we will be assured in knowing that our help comes from you. Lord, bless us, strengthen us for this journey and be glorified in us and through us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.